Hi, and welcome to Among Other Things. I'm Trent Ashcraft. This week, I had the chance to sit down with my former colleague from the quarry, Casey Torchio. We had a nice long conversation about something we have in common, our love for Walt Disney World. We talked about the 50th anniversary of the park. We talked about rides. We talked about things getting more expensive. So if you're a fan of Walt Disney World, you're probably going to be a fan of our conversation. Hey, and before we get started, please do us a favor and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a positive review. All of that really helps out. So thanks so much for your support. And now, here's my conversation with Casey. And we're here with uh, my former colleague from the quarry, a person I have not spoken to in the better part of a decade. Uh, and that would be Miss Casey Torchio. Hello, Casey. Hello, Trent. How's it going? <laughs> oh, fantastic. So first of all, um, I, I want to make a few things clear because I think here's what happened. So as you all know, I work at the quarry and a lot of people, a lot of people come and go from the quarry. And Casey used to work there in 2010, 11, something like that. Long time ago. 10, yeah. And were, you were only there for a year. Is that right? Sadly, yes. Okay. Yeah, I did love working at the quarry, but I had to move. <laughs> it's an exciting place. Um, and, and, and you moved away and, and, and we never don't know what happened to one another. And then here's what happened. I know. And we were literally neighbors. On, like we were neighbors. Next That's door right. Right next door. <laughs> um, back in like April or May or something, I was on a trip, a class trip with a bunch of students. And I was with um, one of my, my current colleague, Jeff, your former colleague. And we were just talking about mm -hmm. all the different people that we had worked with throughout the years. And we, we actually happened to be having a conversation, he and I, with a person who is a travel agent who specializes in Disney booking. And we were just having a casual conversation. Yeah. And one of us said, hey, whatever happened to Casey? And I said, I have no clue. I'm not Facebook friends with this person, whatever. So I did what anybody did, right? This sounds a little bit creepy. I hope it doesn't. I got on Instagram and I just typed in your name. Uh -huh. And then I realized pretty quickly that A, it was you, and B, that you are a Disney travel expert, much like the person I was speaking to at that very moment. And, that's crazy. and so that's how, that's how I got in touch with you. Um, because a lot of people don't know this because it's not something I talk about a lot. I am a big Disney fan myself. I'm married into a Disney, nice. Disney family, have been to Disney World in the past 12 years. I've been, I don't know, 12, 13 times, a lot of times, right? And so I saw that you did that. You, you, you help people plan trips to Disney World for a living. And I mm -hmm. said, that's exciting. I'm going to follow this person on Instagram. And you do good work there. So I figured you might be, well be a good person to talk to about Disney World. Thanks. Wow. Well, I didn't know about the stalking part, but I appreciate <laughs> it. <And laughs> that's always, that's always and strange when you say to someone like, hey, I found you on the internet. Because yes, that, that is very strange. Well, that has a context that people don't mean it to have. All right. So here's, here's let's get started on this. Um, okay. When, when you were, when you and I were working together, I did not know that you were uh, a, a Disney aficionado, a big fan of Walt Disney World Company. Was that true then? Mm -hmm. or, or how did you get started in, in what you do? Or A, what do you do? And B, what do you, how'd you get started in it? Um, I have always loved Disney. I think you and I, I remember our conversations were more about how I met your mother and lost and like what oh, yeah. was going on at the time. Because <laughs> I, I was trying now. to think, I'm like, yes, we got along very well. And we just discussed like weekly TV shows. And, but I've always loved Disney. Like my, I grew up in Illinois. And so it's not like Disney was down the street, but my family went every five years. So I went, I was five and then I was 10 and then 15. 
and 20 and it was like a big big to do a big deal to go to disney and then but i've you know i know all the songs i've seen all the movies i am obsessed in that way but after i worked with you i moved to cincinnati lived there for a little while and then six years ago moved to charlotte north carolina and when we moved here i had a two-year-old and a three-month-old but i was like hey disney is only seven and a half hours away we we should go to disney with our kids like that would be awesome and um so once we took like i once i planned my own trip for the first time and i always i love traveling i love planning trips i've always love doing that um and so once we moved here and we went the very first time i was like that was magical just going with my kids my mainly my two-year-old she was in love with princesses at the time and still is and just seeing disney through her eyes just lit this spark in me of like i love disney with going with my kids and so from there, my husband would say it's become an obsession, but I would say if I just fell in love with Disney all over again, going with my own children. And so then I immediately planned another trip and then planned another trip. And from that, planning my own trips, realized, man, going to Disney is a very big to do. Like there's so many tips and there's so many things that could go wrong and you've got to have reservations. You've got to have fast packs and all these things that go into planning. And so then I was telling other people who, other friends who were also going to Disney, like, hey, you should do this and you should do this and this. Um, and from that, I have a neighbor two doors down who had started his own travel agent business. And so he is Hats Off Adventures. And so I work with him as Tortillos Hats Off Adventures. And so from, let's see, it's been two years, just over two years. Um, that I officially became a Disney or a tra Disney travel agent. I can book cruises like Royal Caribbean and Carnival, but my focus is Disney because that's where my heart is. I love Disney. I know Disney. I go to Disney and that's what I enjoy doing. So I hope that answered fully that your question. That, that answered all of it. I had forgotten <laughs> about how I met your mother conversations. Uh, I try to forget that. About that. I try to, yeah, I try to forget about that show because I was disappointed with how it ended. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I completely agree. That's why I was like, man, we were talking like when like the series started going downhill. And so <laughs> you and I disconnect, yeah. like we, you know, didn't yeah. chat after that for the last three seasons when it was really terrible. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I stuck with it just to, uh, out of some sort of commitment, oh, I guess. I wasn't happy. I completely agree. Yes. It was like, I always say like that and lost are very similar of like, it feels like it was a bad relationship like you keep thinking about the good times like the first few seasons when it mm -hmm. was funny and then it just keeps getting worse and worse and then you're like why why did all this happen and why did i keep watching <laughs> that that was like me with um <laughs> with game of thrones i fell in love with game uh, of thrones uh, and then yes man, oh, man. Trent, it ripped my heart i out. wish we were still i wish we were still neighbors so we could talk about <laughs> there you go we could we could talk about how <laughs> yes, disappointed we're, we're we are neighbors. and everything it pretty uh, much yes so we're you, on the same page <laughs> so you your your if people want to find you online it's tortio's hats off adventure yes. and they can find that on on google instagram and yes Is on google, google, for a website um, i do i do have my own <laughs> official website um that I haven't updated and just like it updates with my Instagram okay. information too. But yeah, Tortios hatsoffadventures.com. Okay. Yes. There you go. Instagram, Facebook, oh. all that sort of stuff. Yes. Yes. So right. I would love to help anyone planning there you go. because I love Disney so much. So, so I've got some I'm gonna consider you an expert then. Okay. And I've got I've got some questions for you. Okay. As I said, I've been to Disney many times. I've married into a Disney family. Last year with the pandemic, <clears throat> uh, after the wife and I were vaccinated and had been, had been in our house with our two children for a year, uh, uh -huh. as, as soon as the summertime came, we were like, we're getting out of here. <laughs> and we went, we went down for uh, just the two of us uh, for a few days. And then 
because it's amazing when you're locked in the house for a year and the daycare was closed, so you didn't have to pay for daycare. It's amazing how much money you can save. And so we went back the very next month for my son's birthday, which was, which was my daughter who just turned two. It was her first time down there. Okay. Um, and then my wife just the other day uh, told me that she's going down with her family, not to go in the parks or whatever, but she's doing the, the marathon. In, oh, okay. in I was not invited on that trip. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been many times, but mm-hmm. it can be, if, you, if you've never been, it's, it can be an intimidating thing because it's so big and all-encompassing and there's so much to do. Um, yeah. And so it, this year just so happens to be the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Um, and there's all sorts of new stuff none of which was, I think, open when I, when I went. I missed it by a few, a few months. But yeah. you, you recently got back, correct? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you got to see uh, a lot of the, the new stuff from... Yes. Well, I'll, I'll let you explain. What, what sort of, what kind of new and unique aspects are there to Disney World right now for the 50th anniversary that people might want to go check out? Well, what's while the 50th anniversary happened on October 1st of this year, they will be celebrating it for the next 18 months. And so, even if you're like, "Man, I didn't go right away," there's plenty of time. That's um, a long. That's a long birthday. Yeah, it is months. a very long birthday. It's actually like how I prefer to celebrate my birthday, but <laughs> <laughs> a very long celebration. But um, yeah, so starting October 1st of this year, they have so many different treats, like new treats and merchandise. Then um, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure opened at Epcot. That's the newest ride um, that just opened. And Space 220 just opened, which is the newest restaurant at Epcot. They have the new um, Harmonious is the new nighttime show at Epcot that started October 1st. And Enchantment, the new nighttime show at Magic Kingdom started on October 1st. And they have a lot of stuff coming definitely within the next 18 months. Um, yes, it's all very exciting. And there's so much to do. It's hard to fit it all in a few days. But um, yes, it's a very big, they're going all out. Like every hotel mat, every like the little coffees, that, like cups and everything in all the hotel rooms. They're all, they all say the 50th anniversary celebration. Like they're have they have gone all out for this celebration so that's why it has to last 18 months so you can experience all of it coffee and all (laughs) (laughs) so you mentioned um you mentioned that that going to down there with with your children is really what made you think oh this is fantastic i had a different (laughs) response um first time i went with my son when he was little i I had that feeling Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then i realized oh my gosh Two children. <laughs> this is a lot of work. It's a lot. <laughs> um, but I, I think what, what some people who've never been might find odd, but you know, people like you and I probably don't find odd, is that there's a lot to do and enjoy for adults. Like, like you don't yeah. have to have little children to go. Oh, it's fun. And there's obviously that's a focal mm-hmm. point. But you don't have to have little children to go and enjoy a lot of the sort of entertainment and dining and all the sorts of things that Walt Disney World has to offer because they understand oh, it's mom and dad who are paying for these tickets. So mom and dad ought to be um, having fun too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so have you, have you ever had the opportunity to go without children? And, and how does that compare to with children? Yes. Um, I actually went this past June with my husband and I will preface that my husband is not a Disney crazy person like I am. Like if anything, I've pushed him the opposite direction because it's something that I talk about a lot and want to go a lot and spend a lot of money (laughs) on it. So he does not view Disney the same way as I do, but I encouraged us just he and I to go this past summer because we had 
unused tickets still from 2020 that needed to be used by September. And I happened to ha be having a baby in August. So I was like, we're going this summer, we're going to use these tickets and not tell our other two children. So they still don't know. I shouldn't say this very loud, but we went to Disney without them because they would die. They, um, they, I want everyone else to smash that subscribe to this podcast. Your children do not need to subscribe <laughs> to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so we, just he and I went and it was awesome in the sense for myself of like, I could go in any store and not feel two hands, like trying four hands actually trying to grab everything and tell me they want to buy it. And we, I'm like, just, it was just nice to leisurely go through Disney at my pace, even at a very pregnant pace. Um, and ride what I wanted to when I wanted to. I hopped to all four parks in one day. It was just, and at, when I was hopping all four parks, I left my husband at the hotel. So like, I was just having a grand old time for myself. And he hopped, he came along every once in a while. But I had a wonderful time just doing whatever I wanted to do for the first time in because I hadn't been since without children since 2012, right before we had our first child. So it had been a while that I wasn't pushing a stroller or, you know, being told that they have to go to the bathroom after standing in line for 20 minutes, like just the things that make it easy to go to Disney. But on the other hand, it's like bittersweet because I'm writing, it's a small world by myself. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I've written this many times and it's not as exciting when my kids aren't pointing out like, mom, mom, I want, I mm -hmm. want that dollar. I want to go to this place. And same with the teacups. I wrote it by myself, but I don't like to spin very fast. But whereas with them, they're like, how fast can we go? And I want to make you puke mom almost. And so it's like, I enjoyed the very easy going somewhere without kids aspect would do it again tomorrow. But like the full on magic of like, being there with your kids was a little it was missed for sure because i'm that's what i've been so used to if i was mm -hmm. making trips constantly without my kids i'd be like you know i'm having a great time by myself they'll go whenever i tell them to but since i'm so used to going with them it was different but great i yeah <laughs> it is it is uh there is something special about going with your children obviously but in regards to riding those rides last time i went and rode the teacups with my son, he was successful at making me vomit. Like I, <laughs> I, I got off and I said, daddy will be right back. Uh -huh. And I walked away <laughs> to, and I came back several minutes later and my wife Erin said, what, what happened? And I said, well, uh, someone's gonna have to bring some, <laughs> some sawdust or something. <laughs> and so we have a rule now, daddy does not ride. Daddy does not ride the teacups. That's if probably a good ride. Mommy can <laughs> ride it. Yeah. Grand, granddad can ride it. I, mm -hmm. I'm not doing it. Um, so because you uh, recently went, one of the new, um, uh, new uh, attractions, I guess, maybe, that I've not yet had the chance to experience is, and I think I'm getting this correct, is something called Genie Plus. Genie? Genie Plus? Yes. I, I don't really know. So people who have, may have been to Disney World before would know that um, they had what were called fast passes where you could, you could, uh, you could use your magic band or some, your ticket and mm -hmm. you could get a designated time to come back to a particular attraction uh, and you get to essentially skip to the front of the line. Um, it, but you would come back two or three hours later or whatever. And that was something that was free to everyone so long as you had a ticket you yes. could you could get two or three fast passes a day and then that went away i think as during the pandemic i don't yeah, think it sadly yeah i feel like you need if you have sound effects be like oh, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah We're talking about fast packs <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put that in in post yes okay <laughs> but, but um uh, now they've got genie plus and mm -hmm. light lightning lane, lane. Or yeah. something that can yeah. I have significant reservations about this whole thing, and I want you. Did you get to experience this when you were down? I, there? I, yes, I did. That was 
a big part of the reason why I wanted to go. I early on, especially, I wanted to experience Genie Plus so that I have experience using it, so that I can tell my families that do go and clients that do go how to use it, what to expect, um, what's going to be frustrating, and is it worth it? Okay, yeah. so you you pretend I'm your client and you tell me okay. <laughs> whether what this is and whether it's worth my money. For how long is this podcast? Because I'm you know, <laughs> it might I mean, take days. <laughs> not not terribly long. Okay, well I will say like I loved having fast passes. It was so easy to use. I felt like I mastered. The whole fast pass like being able to get i think 15 in one day at magic kingdom like just constantly getting one at one after another after you use the initial three like i knew what i was doing and so when they took fast pass away during so once they reopened with post covid closure um they did not have fast passes and we weren't sure if they were coming back and they claimed they were using this line as like extension of longer lines. And what was nice is lines were always moving because no one was cutting in front. I was usually that person. So I preferred to be that person of having the fast pass. But so a few months ago, they announced this Genie, Genie Plus Lightning Lane. Why they would name it Genie and then Genie Plus and then Lightning Lane, I don't know. I don't know who's in charge of marketing at Disney, but I need to have a conversation with them sometime. Um, but so Genie in general is free to everybody. And that is new on the My Disney Experience app. So if you have this app, if you're going to Disney, that's one of the things I would tell any family that is going to Disney. You have to have this app to survive at Disney. Um, but so they've added in this little feature called Genie. And so Genie is there and he'll tell you wait times and predicted wait times and if there's dining available um, and all that is free and that is easy. And that's actually a major bonus to what I've already enjoyed with the My Disney Experience app. It's a great feature. Now on top of that, they've added Genie Plus, which is essentially a paid lightning lane, a paid fast pass. So they've changed the word fast pass to lightning lane. And it, they also, why they didn't put Lightning McQueen's picture next to all these lightning lanes. I don't know, but yeah, you, how can you have the genie and yeah. like you can't have two characters? I, I know. Yes, pick it, one. It, you're the exactly. Lightning McQueen or you're you're the genie from the lamp. Exactly. Pick it. But so Genie Plus now is a paid fast pass lightning lane for fifteen dollars per day plus tax per person. Um, that will give you one lightning lane at a time are you already confused so i'm so let's say my family of four goes into walt disney world into the magic kingdom i've bought a ticket mm -hmm. and now and i already get the the, the genie on the disney my disney app thing yeah. which you're right you can't do it without the app um but then if i want the opportunity to have what we used to call fast passes i then have to pay fifteen dollars for each member of my family per day. Per day, yeah. So if I go to Magic Kingdom one day, there's four of us, that's 60 additional dollars. If I go to Epcot the next day, I'm already paying for yep. Epcot, but now I'm paying an additional $60 again. Yes. I'm not liking this. So I know. I, and I, I, how yeah. many lightning lanes can I get? That is a great question. So <laughs> <laughs> it depends on where you're at. And so, and I want to um, side note. So Disneyland will also be implementing all of this as well. But Disneyland used to have their fast passes called the Mac Pass, which was paid for. And so we were, we, as in myself and people in Disney community, were expecting some sort of changes coming to fast passes. And this is essentially the Mac Pass at Disneyland. They're just changing the name there to also Genie but they've implemented, now you have to pay for it at Disney World, which I don't appreciate. But um, so you get by it that day at 7 a.m. in the morning. So at Disney, you don't sleep in, you don't like, it's not a vacation. Like this is not relaxing in any 
any sense of the word. You just go and you have fun and you spend lots of money. But <laughs> and it's magical. But so it's nothing's more magical than spending money. <laughs> right? Um, but so at 7 a.m., you can book your first lightning lane fast pass. Um, and at, but it's for after the park opens. Unfortunately, you can't pick the exact time. You can just pick the ride. So like I, at 7 a.m. on our first day, we were going to Hollywood Studios and I knew I wanted Slinky Dog first. And so I click on Slinky and it says from 9 to 10 a.m. And then when it shows up on my phone, it says between 9.30 and 10.30. So it's kind of like I'm clicking it as soon as anyone else is clicking in it. And it's just like first come, first serve. And that's just the time you get. And so it's annoying because you can't modify it. Whereas former fast passes, you could. You could, if you had a 12 o'clock Splash Mountain and you saw on 10 o'clock come available, you could switch it and not lose that original fast pass. Now you have to cancel a lightning lane and then grab another one if you happen to see it, if it's still there. So it's, and you only get one at a time. Okay, so you so you've got your slinky dog, yeah, right, and it says come back between nine thirty and ten thirty. When you so after you have ridden that attraction, you can now get back onto the app and see what other lightning lanes are available in that park for the rest of the day. Yes, and I would suggest always you do it immediately when you scan in for the ride. Okay, like don't don't wait till you've ridden the ride, like you. Cause you still have to wait a minute for the lightning lane anyways. So you to scan my, app, my phone. You, yeah. Scan your phone or magic band or ticket, whatever people have to scan. Um, and you immediately get back on the app and book your next one. You don't waste any time. So <laughs> um, time is money, especially now you paid $15 for this mm-hmm. so, per person. And so you immediately look on the app to find your next one. And at Hollywood Studios, they go quickly, unfortunately. Yeah. And so after we hit Slinky, I couldn't book another one until I think it was 12.15, and that was for Toy Story Mania. We'd already ridden Toy Story Mania right away in the morning, but my kids love that one, and they want to ride it again. But it just stinks. I want one right after another, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I just want to walk on rides. So... Me having to wait or only have times available was a little frustrating, especially at Hollywood Studios where lines get long and the park feels very crowded, just how it's laid out. And yeah, so I'm... Were you able to book um, the... When you got the, the, the first attraction or whatever, did you have to get that just for could you do like i'm my i'm going to go to this ride with my child number one and my spouse Mm -hmm. is going to go to another ride or does everyone have to do the same thing it gives you the option of like who's going who are you selecting for this individual ride and we were still able to do rider switch how many uh lightning lanes did you wind up being able to do that that hollywood Yes, at Hollywood Studios for rides, actual rides, like shows, you do not need a lightning lane for a show ever. Mm-hmm. Like they put them on there like, oh, yeah, you can use the lightning lane. No, you are just in the same crowd walking through the doors. So useless. But um, so we used it for Slinky, Toy Story Mania, um, Star Tours, which the lightning lane was longer than the actual ride. The, like line to get in so I'm like again that one was useless um and then after that we were hopping to Magic Kingdom and so it's Magic Kingdom where you'll get your $15 worth of okay. fast okay. lightning lanes <laughs> yeah. um, because you can't there are many many rides to actually use it on whereas Hollywood Studios there's only a few actual rides and they get taken very quickly so by the time your time slot comes up. I'm not going to get rock and roller coaster till 7 p.m. that night. I'm like, it's only noon. So, yeah, it's Magic Kingdom is where it's at. Epcot, Animal Kingdom, you don't need it there. Hollywood Studios, it's a bonus. But or so, 
so maybe in some cases it, it makes sense, but in others it doesn't. Yeah. There's, there's one other aspect about this that really grinds my gears. <laughs> it's my understanding that, there, that in each park, there are two rides that do not count. Correct. That, that, that if I wanted, I think, so I think maybe like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, perhaps mm -hmm. in Magic Kingdom. So I have bought my Genie Plus and paid my $15 for me and my whole gaggle of children. <laughs> yeah. But the, the rides that are in the most demand, this doesn't help me with them. And Correct. I would have to pay an additional like super bonus. Yeah. I had to, to buy a ticket essentially to get a lightning lane for the most yeah. popular rides. That is correct. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't like this at all. I, I don't like it either. So we're in agreement. <laughs> and I don't think we're alone in this, but I was shocked at how many people were, mm -hmm. pay, were walking through this lightning lane and having paid $14 per person to ride Frozen. At a, I was like, people no, stop no. walking by. Like you, that was like $9,000 just walked by. Sure. <laughs> and but that was, that was, now just so we're clear, I don't have to do that. No. But if I want the lightning lane, if I want the, the advanced Correct. shortened line, yeah. I have to pay for well, it. So this is the next category. So we, there's regular genie you don't pay for. Genie mm -hmm. plus slash lightning lane. Why they have two names, I don't know. So that's, $15. And then this is individual paid lightning lanes that you don't have to pay the original Genie plus $15 for. So if you don't want that and you are going to Animal Kingdom and you know you want to ride Avatar and not wait 100 minutes, then you could pay $14 for just this one mm -hmm. ride mm -hmm. per person still. But you didn't have to pay the $15 otherwise. So this is just an individual paid lightning lane. I don't need to buy that. You said I don't need to buy a genie plus in order to also pay to get the premium ride. Yes. That, yeah. I still don't like it, but that at least makes more sense to me because if I'm, yeah. I know we're getting really inside baseball here that like, <laughs> If you're a big Disney person, you're going to understand the conversation. <laughs> uh -huh, yeah. But like, if I'm going to Animal Kingdom, the mm -hmm. only ride to me that would make sense to even use the old Fast Pass would be the the Avatar Flight of Passage thing, right? And yeah. so, to it seems like to me that it would make more sense if I really have one ride, one or two rides that I am all gung ho for, mm -hmm. then. And I don't mind to wait in the line for other things to just buy the, the premium genie yeah. exclamation mark or what, <laughs> whatever they yeah. call it. Individual paid lightning lane. Like, yes, there easy enough. Go. Rolls off the tongue. So, <laughs> <laughs> so here's yeah. my concern. So, well, first of all, so you think, so if I'm your client mm -hmm. and I come to you and I explain, here's how many kids I have here's what's very important to me, here's the budget that I have, then, then you could craft for me your recommendations as to what yes. I should and should not be spending my money on. Yes, I create a suggested itinerary for each client, family going, just tell them this is what my day would look like geared towards them because I tend to be a little crazy. I'm like mm -hmm. rope drop to park close. Like we're going all day. Not, no child is holding me back, <laughs> but but knowing families are a little different than me, um, I try and gear it towards them and hear my suggestions. And so, if I tell anybody, you if you are willing to get up early, then you're able to get on these rides and not pay extra for them. So, to give our example of Hollywood Studios, so. Anyone staying on Disney property, Disney Resort Hotel, gets in the park 30 minutes early before park opens. And so we got to Hollywood. Park officially opened for all guests at 9 a.m. Early entry was supposed to start at 8.30. And we were on a resort bus at 7.30 in the morning. Get to the park at 7.48 a.m. 
immediately scan into the park and start walking towards Star Wars land to hit Rise of the Resistance first because that's for $15 paid individual lightning lane that I'm not paying later. So we get the Star Wars land or Galaxy's Edge Star Wars land and immediately get in line. And my family's in the first room of Rise of the Resistance at 8, 10 a.m. So this is even previ like earlier than the early entry. And we're off the ride by 8.30 when early entry starts. Yeah. Yeah. So I did not pay the $15 for this ride. And I'm not waiting in a two-hour line later. We literally walked on the ride because of this initial advantage of being willing to wake up early and get there early. And if we would have waited a little longer, that would have been fine. But I'm not paying that extra money. And by 8.30, we walk on Millennium Falcon next. And then we walk over to Toy Story Land and get on Toy Story Mania before park even opens. Yeah. And once we're done with that, then it's our first lightning lane at Slinky Dog. So it's like I have mornings are your best friend at Disney and also maybe your enemy if you're not a morning person. Like I am not a morning person. I've never been a morning person unless I'm at Disney. I can't sleep. I'm too excited. And I'm up early. <laughs> So that, that's uh, um, and I'm making I'm making feedback on my computer. I don't know if you hear it. So people oh. listen to this. If you hear me echoing every time I start talking, I apologize. But this is not a professional thing. So, um, but I think that illustrates a good point. That like, if you've never been, you've never been, and you want to make sure that you you've already committed. You're going to spend a lot of money, and you're going to be tired, and you're going to be hot. But you, if you do it right, you can have an amazing time. Yeah. Understanding insight, like you just explained, about when to get up, where to go first, what to spend your money on. Again, that's why you got to talk to somebody who knows yeah. what she's talking about. Because if you try to do that on your own, it, it, it's a science. It's a part, part art, part science. And I, I can't imagine getting down there. For some people, you know, this is a once- every 10 years, maybe once in a lifetime trip that they've really saved yeah. money for. And you don't want to get down there and have spent all this money and then wind up spending your entire vacation standing in lines. Right. No, ma no matter how great the theming is for the ride. You, yeah. it, it's well, Florida, it's hot and it's miserable. Right. Well, I've, and it's crazy how many people just in the last many years that we've been there, just listening, overhearing people's conversations of like, Oh, what is fast pass like this was when they were free and you got three of them just to start the day and a few months ago i had a random facebook friend be like hey just let anyone know going to disney you should download the app before you go because i've been here for two days and had no idea i'm like why did you not email me i'm like you didn't know there was an app like <laughs> it's the things sure you can show up to disney and have a great time and you know wander around the park but you've got to have a plan and if you think you're going to walk up to any restaurant and get in that is not the case you need reservations like it's just and that's where disney or like a travel agent like myself comes into play because i am 100 percent free to help you like i there is no added cost in anything that you do to help you that, and, will, that will literally be the only free part of your trip is that right <laughs> utilize casey and get all this free concierge yes, attention free knowledge. because like ain't, I, ain't nothing else free <laughs> and i'm usually like my families are texting me while they're there and i'm like hey do this go there mm -hmm. like oh let me fix that on your account like just i'm a hundred percent with you your whole trip like until the end and if there's any issues i'm like oh let me call disney let me like do this for you and so, because I want people that I send to have a great time and I want them to go back. I want them to use me again to go back. And yeah, I just want everybody to love Disney as much as I do, except don't be there while I am. So then I don't have to stand in line. So <laughs> Here's my concern. And then we'll move on from this fast pass, whatever, because it's for me. It again, concerns me like a, a four hour. Yeah. I feel like they're they're pricing people out, like yeah. like I mentioned my my wife and I go quite a bit, but like mm -hmm. we are not made of money, 
And I think for a lot of people, they think of Disney and they, and we're joking. It does cause it does cost money, but like mm-hmm. we have been able over the years because we know what we're doing to make it as cost effective as possible. You know, we, mm-hmm. when we have the opportunity to share a hotel room with someone, we do it. We camp with my in-laws and oh, nice. cram a bunch of people in a camper because it save uh-huh. money. We do all of, we eat, we, 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 we don't go and get, everyone doesn't get a meal, right? Children don't make their own meal. So we, we know how to do these things for mm-hmm. relatively inexpensive because we are middle-class people. I mean, I don't know if you know this, a podcast ain't making a lot of money right now, <laughs> but, but, and I worry that the ability, not just for me, but for people in general who have been able to enjoy this without being made of money at mm-hmm. some point, at some point you're going to price some people, some people out. And I just wonder whether or not this, if they're, if they're making money on it, they're going to do it forever. But it, I've not heard anybody. And I, I watch a lot of the YouTube people and read articles. And stuff. I haven't too, heard too many people say, let me tell you something. This new <laughs> genie plus is the greatest thing to ever happen. Right. And this is a, this is a company that generally wants to have a very positive <laughs> uh, PR <laughs> presence yeah. and those sort of things. It sounds like there's definitely benefits to it. And you explained how you figured out how to use this in a way that made sense to you. But, mm-hmm. you know, again, if you're somebody who wants to go and, and, and you're like, I don't know how to do, do this, I would go to Torchio, Torchio's Hats Off Adventures and, and, and she'll set you up. Yeah. Um, I, All right, go well, ahead. I, say, I completely agree with you that eventually they will price out a lot of people and a lot of times like I get annoyed when they do start charging more for things like when they started charging for parking at the resorts you like you would have thought they killed my brother I don't know <laughs> I can't think of an example of how like angry I was but I was like why would they do that when it has literally been free for the last 45 years and it's because they need they have they have a bottom line and they're a corporation unfortunately and my knowing that my husband works in a big corporation and how it doesn't matter how well they did this year they've got to do way better the next year and that's exactly what disney is doing unfortunately and it just it just keeps going up and that's the problem get sure, food sure. prices go up part they're charged for parking at the resorts like they're doing this disney plus and obviously the pandemic had a lot to do with them losing a bunch of money but they also are still making a ton of money and so it just it's very frustrating in that sense galaxy's yeah. edge that thing costs a lot of money to build mm-hmm. you mentioned uh the, the ratatouille ride there's yeah. the there's all sorts of new attractions and and renovations that are coming down a lot and, and so partly you know it's the consumer's fault because we continuously demand the yeah. newest, the best, all these sort of things. And like you said, they're a business. And they say, well, if you want something new, mm-hmm. you know, at the core, yeah, I occasionally teach economics. There's no such thing as a free lunch, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you're going to have to pay for these things. And that means you're going to have to not only attract the same people coming back, but you're probably going to have to charge. So I, I, from an economic standpoint, I get it. But yeah. that mouse, it, I still love him, but it's going to, I'm, I'm, um, maybe I'll go down there, use it, and I'll fall in love with it. I don't know. I doubt it, but yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so here's some. You will not fall in love with the landing lane at Epcot or Animal Kingdom, so it's a complete waste there. Just FYI. All right, so here's a couple <laughs> rapid fire things, real quick. Okay. So again, let's let's assume that I am planning my trip, and I've I've never been before. Mm-hmm. I would like for you to tell me if I am on. What what is your your personal favorite or your recommendation for I gotta have a place to stay because staying on property is the way to go because there are added benefits to that, even with the pay in the parking. So yeah. <laughs> what if in your opinion, what is the best value resort, the best moderate resort, and the best resort that people like me never go to? Your premium or deluxe or whatever. Uh-huh. Well, my kids would 100% say art of animation all day long, every day. Like that is the most Disney-fied hotel on property. And 
yeah, I love, I just have so many good memories there because that's where we were initially staying. And now I forced them to jump all over the place. So I personally can try and stay at all the resorts. But so I, that is a value resort. Um, it is not value price for their suites because you'll see two different prices. They have Little Mermaid standard rooms, which is a lower price. And then their suite, their family suites can fit six family members, but that's definitely more of a leaning towards deluxe price. So that is the problem there. So if you are going to Disney and you want to stay on property, all-star movies, pop century, they're going to be your cheapest. Well, all-star movies, music, and sports. I prefer movies over the other two. Um, that's going to be your very cheapest place to stay on property. The buses are great. There's a big food court. There's three swimming pools. Like it's a great place to be with the family. Rooms are smaller. It's it's a value, but you're on property. You barely spend time in the room anyways. I would stay there every time. Pop Century, if I want to be on the Skyliner, which is awesome, is going to be my cheapest option as a value for that. So so moderate, sorry, jumping to moderate resort. <laughs> um, the Caribbean Beach only for access to Skyliner. Like that to me is a big win. It's not the nicest of the moderate ones. I would Coronado Springs is beautiful, it's amazing, but I like being easy access to the parks. I want to spend my time at the park, so I'm going to get there as quickly as I can on the Skyliner. So Caribbean Beach, it's handy with the Skyliner. Coronado Springs, it's going to be a cheaper moderate. Port Orleans, Riverside and French Quarter, beautiful, but very huge resorts. Okay, jumping on. Del <laughs> Deluxe resorts. I love the Polynesian. My husband, who does not love Disney, loves the Polynesian. Feels like you're on vacation, like you're on vacation, but you also get a view of the castle from there. The monorail is right there. Um, and then this last trip, we did stay at the Grand Floridian, which has always been like a dream since watching Full House in 1995 or whatever when they stayed there. Like that is the Disney hotel. And it was beautiful and handy just being so close to Magic Kingdom. Um, but like you said, that we had the chance there to art, art of animation. If you've got kids, like I can't think of a better place. Yeah. But like we're staying in a room in Radiator Springs. Like it yeah. doesn't get much better for a little boy or girl than that. All right, question yeah. number two. Rapid fire. Five minutes, five minutes later, <laughs> rapid fire. Yeah, rapid fire. Do you have a favorite restaurant on property? Whether either for kids or if you're there just if – a couple adults want to go eat a good meal what would it be i unfortunately can't so i love be our guest quick service for breakfast or lunch i will i would eat there every time this is at magic kingdom um for anyone who does is still listening at this point because we're just rambling um <laughs> but, but since they open post pandemic. They have not opened the quick service option, which annoys me because I'm not going to go and sit in there for lunch for an hour and pay $62 per adult and $42 for my, or $39 or whatever it is right now for kids to eat there. Because I know I can eat an entire meal with my family for $35. So that is my all time favorite. I love sitting in the ballroom in the beast castle. That is, my favorite place to eat if it's a quick service option um, within the parks. I love the best food I've had on property at Disney Springs is Homecoming, um, Southern Cooking, yum. Their mashed potatoes and fried chicken was delicious. I would not take a kid to this place and I would not go with a picky eater. But if you want good food and you're, and you're ready to pay, like if, it don't, if it's one of, like when my wife and I go, we don't go park every day. We have a park day and then we have like a restaurant day. Boma at an Animal Kingdom Lodge is mm -hmm. all you can eat magnificent African food. That's great for me. My yeah. wife doesn't like anything. So, and I would not dare allow a child to go in there and pay for that. When, when we went on our honeymoon, um, we went to Disney. And my, my, my wife had, she took a, like a giant jar of coins that she had been saving for like 
years, like since high school, elementary, wow. I don't know. And she cashed in all that. And then she got a gift card with that. And she took me to California Grill, which okay. if, if you don't know, is on top of one of the, the resorts and you can watch the fireworks from up top. And it's like a five-star thing. I don't go to places like that in my day-to-day life, yeah. obviously, <laughs> but my goodness. Now, again, she, she literally saved for years <laughs> to make yeah. that happen. Worth right. it. Yeah. Again, don't take a child. No. Good things no, are wasted on children. Exactly. <laughs> Final question. Um, we talked about all these rides and all these sort of things. What is your, you're going to go to Disney and there's one thing you have, you have to ride and it will not be, it will not be a trip if you don't do this. What is that one ride for you? Um, at Animal Kingdom, it's Avatar Flight of Passage. Love that one. Kids wrote it for the first time this last trip. They thought it was awesome. Um, at Magic Kingdom, I jump around a lot, but I love roller coasters. And Big Thunder Mountain is just the most fun roller coaster. At Hollywood Studios, I love Tower. Like, I like a lot of rides all together. Like, I love Tower of Terror, but I love Rock and Roller Coaster, and I like the Star Wars stuff. So, basically, <laughs> if you're tall enough to ride all those rides and not scared of Tower of, Tower of Terror, okay, hands decide Tower of Terror for that one. Sorry. And then Epcot. Like, I like Test Track is fun and Soarin' is fun, but... Yeah, like my heart is always at Magic Kingdom. I want to ride as many rides as possible within a day and then ride them over again. So I, this is not casual, like walking through the park and I'm going to ride three things. Like when I'm at Epcot, I'm like, we've only rode two things and yeah. that's our day. So <laughs> the, the correct answer for Epcot for best attraction is whatever food festival they have going on. Well, of that, course. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why you go to Epcot. I thought you were going to say like, the figment ride which my husband refused to ride no it it's uh i did um i did living with the land for the first time it's just like a little boat ride where you look at vegetables oh yeah and i found it delightful lovely yes (laughs) well casey torchio thank you so much for joining us here on among other things tell people again where they can check you out online and get in touch with you torchio's hatsoffadventures.com on Instagram, Facebook, the website, sure. <laughs> yep. I'll give you my phone number if you, you know, <laughs> you need it. So I'm available to help plan Disney. And clearly we talked about it for a long time. And she, she knows her stuff. And again, it can be intimidating for people to go. Uh, but if you have somebody who can help you out with it, it's going to be a magical experience. That's what I hear. Absolutely. And free to help. And you. free. That's right. <laughs> She she doesn't charge you. Exactly. Um, what a weird economic system, but I promise you, it, it's true. Hey, thanks so much. This was fun. Thank you for having me. This was fun. All right. And uh, hey, that's all we got for this week on Among Other Things. <laughs>